An Instagram post gets an unexpected boost. A TikTok catches in the algorithm. Sometimes that's all it takes to launch someone into internet fame. But then what? This Blew Up is a new podcast documentary that reveals how social media stardom is made. It's a different kind of fame that's not always as glamorous as it looks. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Alyssa Bereznak. You can listen to This Blew Up on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Okay, Sean, top three movie snacks of all time, go. Um, all right, let me think. Uh, popcorn? Obviously. Hmm. Ice cream? That's two. Oh, and uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, of course. Peanut butter and chocolate is a pretty perfect combination. Some may even say the ultimate movie snack. You can't argue with that. Find Reese's now at a store near you. At Walt Disney World Resort, magic is found in spontaneity. The unplanned, the unexpected. An inside joke born in the Haunted Mansion queue. A surprise stitch sighting in Tomorrowland. Watching fireworks from your room. These memories aren't made from predetermined plans, but manifested from simply being. Present and together in the most magical place. Find your moment at Walt Disney World Resort. I'm Sean Fennessy. I'm Amanda Dobbins. And this is The Big Picture, a conversation show about 2019. We are drafting again. It's the final movie draft of 2022, but we are drafting for 2019. And CR Chris Ryan is here. I have a new name. I'd like you to refer to me as Old Man Ferrari. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I promise you we can keep the first two words in that nickname. No promises on the third. Amanda, it's our last draft of the year. How are you feeling? I feel great. Do you feel like you did very well in the drafts this year? Of course. I feel like through a number of unusual personal circumstances, I stayed true to my vision, you know, which is what I'm trying to do in the draft and in life. Uh Why is she becoming me? (laughs) What do you mean by that? Like, like completely like divorced from reality, conception of her own persona. (laughs) Like there's not enough room in the studio for two of us. I'm certainly feeling crowded out if I have to be honest with you both. Do you know that we purposely sat this way? Well, I was asking, I was like, should, should we sit on, do you think it's more combative when Amanda and I are on the same side of the table? Yes, but I think if you had sat in my lap, Chris, you still would have been working against <laughs> okay, me. So just to be clear, the other chair is not in your lap. Just someone sitting next to you is not, is normal. Well, as the as the driver of the conversation, I like being able to see you both. Okay. So I'm I'm content. Now, do I feel that you've been conspiring against me aggressively since we began this tradition some years ago? Somewhat. I do. I I, yeah. I do. In fact, in the last draft we had, which you won, makes it sound like we're doing it behind your back. I think we're pretty open about the fact that we're in communication and that we treat each other with dignity. Well, what kind of world is this? I mean, how is this reasonable? It's like it's like living You're in Putin's Russia. You're welcome to talk to me about what my draft strategy is. I would f- happily chat with you about it beforehand. But. Would you? Yeah, sure. But well, I texted you? you last night. I was like, you know what's pretty good is the king. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> That's not what you said. But, and also, <laughs> remember when he just put his picks in the document? Yeah, that was good. So that was fun. he is willing to share. I'm not willing to share. I think one of the big letdowns of the drafts of late is Chris trying it, like trying to do something that isn't him. Like what? Like trying to approximate victory instead of approximating truth. I didn't, the last time we drafted, I didn't do that. I was like, I'm going back to the old me. But people were very upset that you didn't like a movie that they liked and expected you to like. What was it? Gattaca. 
Oh, get yeah. the fuck out of here. Yeah. You guys, you get really, off Tumblr. You Come really- on. <laughs> <laughs> fucking screenshot. We really have just absolutely transferred personalities. But also, I would like, like to- nobody can tell me anything about Ethan Hawke movies. Yeah. I make I make that decision. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. Uh, you know, there's a film coming out in a week called Turn Every Page: yeah. The Adventures of Robert Caro and Robert Gottlieb, who are the uh, author and editor of the famed LBJ Corridors of Power series. Mm-hmm. Um. The film opens with Ethan Hawke's voice. Yeah. It's <laughs> and Ethan I, Hawke reading like means to assent or okay. whatever. Yeah. Oh my God. I thought of you when I started watching the film. And did I recommend the movie to you? You did. I, did. I, I said, this looks really good. And you were like, it's awesome. And then, right. and then I watched it and I loved it. You seen that one? No, I haven't. I don't know whether I'll be watching it. You I mean, in, definitely will be watching sick. it. sick. It's awesome. <laughs> Why will I definitely be watching because, it? Are you coming over to my house and hit and play? No, but I think you'll really enjoy like Robert Carroll putting on a suit every day and walking through Central Park and yeah. thinking about Lyndon Johnson and then Bob Gottlieb being like me and Toni Morrison just chopped it up. I, I gotta say, I wish that that was my career. Was Took the just, cat out of Sula. I want to just wake up every day, put a suit on, walk through Central Park, and think about my draft strategy. Like, if that could be my job, I would have the ultimate job. And some people do think that is my job. Right. And maybe it's, it is in a little bit, but not really. No, you, like get, in a, you get in a Tesla and you listen to J- John Jastrzemski at 2x speed. Yeah. Like and I scream along. And then I pause the show and I pretend to call JJ, in. JJ, I'm on the bridge! I'm on the bridge, JJ! <laughs> What are they doing? Oh man. Steve Cohen's supposed to be rich. Anyhow, 2019. No, no blaspheming Steve Cohen on this podcast. I'll tell you, Bobby and I are living in a high time right now. We are thriving truly. Thank Did you, you guys do Steve. something? What'd you do? No, I mean, it just seems like anything could happen at any time. But it's is like, anything happening? Because I keep seeing guys like, get is he like cloning prime era Willie Mays. It's possible. I don't, it's, it's in play. The man has money. Does the number 400 million mean anything to you? Because that's so wait, how many dollars Steve Cohen I thought, is like, spending Correa on the New York Mets. And Trey and everybody's getting signed. But like, what do you, you guys are like starting Jurassic Park? What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, it's possible. It's very, very possible. Okay. I don't know. We're recording this ahead of time, so yeah. I don't want to suggest something could happen. But if 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 a human is revived from the grave and put on a baseball field, it's in play. That's okay. all I'm saying. Um, Steve Cohen is spending more than a Star Wars movie made from 2019. So Wow. Wow, Bobby. What Good a segue, segue, Bob. Incredible wow. data drop there from WAGS. Uh, let's talk about 2019. This is only three years ago. We like to wait three full years before hitting on a recent draft Do year. we? I do. Okay. It's part of my <laughs> did strategy. Did you just make that up? No, I did it for 18 as well. Okay. I waited until the end of 21. Um, 2019, as you reminded me, I said on this very podcast, mm-hmm. I think is the second best year of the 21st century in terms of movies after 2007. Now, I don't think it's as good as 2007 because the highs are not as high, but they're close. And so th- I've been really looking forward to this draft. I, I, who were you in 2019? Tell us about... You tell me. I was sitting right across from you doing the exact same thing. Ooh, this is a good twist. Yeah. You tell me who I was in yeah. 2019. Um, I, I don't know whether You were very calm. I would say very generous and kind. <laughs> I would say a noble colleague, someone yeah. who thought about others and who, okay. you know, I think was willing to forego personal glory okay. in favor of someone else's um, feelings of humility and decency. So I... I it's one of the reasons I've always loved working with you because it was in 2019 when you started that trend and you held forth for three consecutive <laughs> yeah, years. You held fast throughout the pandemic. <laughs> so many of our norms fell away. <laughs> Who were you? What were you doing? Uh, well, apparently I was at the movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, you know who I was. Or were you? Because you know there you were a are. lot of movies that were also not at the movies this year. Y- the three of us logged a lot of time 
in that Netflix screening room. Yes. Just w- watching even the Netflix movies in theaters, which I got to say in retrospect was awesome. And I wish that we still worked two blocks away from it and could go. Economic downturn on coming aside. I'm surprised that Reed and Ted didn't pick us up. We were the chief, like, you guys did it. We were running around yelling about Netflix movies this year. We were like... What do you mean pick us up? Yeah, just like... Like purchase our services? Yeah. Yes. Still on the table. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So dumb? Yeah, let's do it. Give us a call. Yeah. Uh, Well, given the way we will discuss some of their output from this year, as opposed to more recent years, um, maybe that was the right time. Can I throw an idea at you guys? Let's go. When you're making your list of the movies of the year and Sean puts together a lovely letterbox thing. I usually go through the Wikipedia of all the movies released in the year. I write down like I saw it. Then I cut out the ones that I didn't like or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then usually I'm, I, if I just like liked it, if I was just had a good time with it. If you ever get a year with more than 50 movies, it means it's a great year. That you, li- that you yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, in my mind, the perfect movie year and the perfect like sort of state of being is if there's a movie to go see every week. And maybe you don't go see a movie every week, but that is like my ideal dinner and a movie kind of Friday night kind of situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, there's Netflix and there's screenings and there's everything else. And there's sometimes you see three movies in a weekend and sometimes you don't see anything for a month or whatever. But on average, if you just started January 1st, 2023, and you were like, I will watch these 52 movies, one a week from 2019, you'd have a fucking awesome year. Yeah. Of watching movies. I think this was the height of film production in the history of movies. That there were more movies being made in this year than had ever been made before that were getting some sort of release. And so part of that, I think, is there's more to choose from. There was more to check out. There was more to see. But, you know, I think it's reasonable to say we will look back on this as the, if not the pinnacle of the art form, the, the, pinna- the, the business arriving at its natural financial endpoint. Like, and not yeah. just its end game, but where it was sort of striving towards because of a lot of the decisions that it made in the 21st century. Some of those were good. Some of those were not so good. But you've got peak power Netflix, peak power Marvel, and basically all of the major film studios not yet conglomerated and churning out full slates and entrusting big filmmakers. Now, we probably were complaining a lot on the show about how things were you know, we had lost the middle and, you know, there was some, lo- there, there was a sense that we were not, we're not where we were you in the 90s. You didn't know how good you had it. Yeah. But we didn't know. Uh, you were complaining. No, I think that Come this, on! You know, I think, I think that this, this was a happy year for us. I, I, I'm sure that we were complaining because this is a podcast and that's, that's our nature. But looking through the list, I remembered seeing a lot of these movies with one or both of you or several other people. I remember that podcast that we did, which is like pretty alarming. And I remember a sense of enthusiasm and like, oh, it, just energy. Like, this is great. This is great. This is great. Honestly, it just made me depressed about this year reading mm-hmm. the list because we there were so many things to be excited about and to not have to hedge. We, so I, I think, I think that we appreciated it, even if we didn't even appreciate it enough. And how could we? Because we did not know what was to come. Wags, was this the year you came on full-time on the show? Uh, the end of 2018 was end when I came on full-time at the show. So this was my first real year of producing the show. Yeah. Any any memories of who you were and what movies meant to you at that time? Me uh, this... slacking you at 12.01 a.m. being like, did you watch Six Underground yet? <laughs> <laughs> yes, literally. I was like, it hasn't even... The, the title sequence hasn't even finished yet. <laughs> Um, this was probably the year that I saw the most movies because it was my first full year living in LA. Most movies in theaters, I guess. First full year living in LA. 
a lot of great movies being released that were being discussed in the show all of the time. So I think back finally to this, this was high time for me. Yeah. Also, sadly, I think that, I mean, it's worth noting that obviously this is the last pre-pandemic year. And then just in our bubble of living in Los Angeles, there are simply more movie theaters. There are more pleasant movie theater going experiences to be had. And uh, I think that sort of clouds even now, like when you're like, okay, it's Friday or Saturday, I'm going to go to the movies. Or like, where am I going to go? And like, blah, yeah, blah, blah. we're yeah. still mourning the yeah. absence of the vista of the arc light yeah. of a number of movie theater, the, the arc light in Pasadena now, which would have been very convenient for you and I, Amanda. Like, that's no that's longer extant. Like, I, there's so many places that um, we did spend our social time that ultimately turned into our work time that are still gone. So that is a kind of a drag to look back on it. It does. It did feel like every week. We had an event to discuss. Mm-hmm. Now that's maybe yeah. slightly overstating it, but not really. No. I, there was a lot of great stuff. And this I year. bet if you could redo the year, you would probably make a bigger deal out of some of these movies than mm-hmm. you did at the time. You well, only we have the opportunity to do yeah. that with a draft, right? Yeah. Can I tell you who you were in 2020? I mean, in 2019? Sure. You were a person who, at the end of 2019, basically as the clock hit midnight mm-hmm. in 2020, started The Irishman on Netflix. And I know this because we spent New Year's together. And this was how you chose to ring in 2020, which is just an incredible omen that I think we all just need to take a moment to to reflect on. I had extraordinary foresight. We're all dying. Yeah, That is what Martin Scorsese knows. Do you know what you were doing at 11.30 p.m. 2019, December 31st? Listening to Verses by Pearl Jam. I remember that. <laughs> on vinyl. That was pretty sick. Review mirror. <laughs> Where is Verses in your Pearl Jam rankings? Number one. Number one? What? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? That's bold as shit. Is it? Oh my God. It's like, don't most people have that or Vitology? Yeah. But most people have Vitology. Are you a Pearl Jam fan? I was, I'm a child of the 90s. I'm a no code your... guy. No cut. No code. <laughs> okay. Sick. Whatever. It's my favorite. This is a different Ten? Podcast. Have you heard Ten? The album? Yeah, yeah I've heard yeah, Ten. I don't great. like the drum sound on it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. The snare is thin. Is it pre-Jack Irons? Yeah, it's Abruzzi. Dave Abruzzi. What's his name? Yeah, was? Dave yeah. Abruzzi. Yeah. Sorry to the Pearl Jam original drummer that I'm probably butchering his name. Would like to do a Pearl Jam pod. I'm not sure if this is the right show for it. <laughs> uh, let's talk about movies. 2019. The Oscars? They were they were good? Banging. They were ultimately good. They were a surprise. Yep. The show was pretty fun. We watched it together. In the office, right? Yeah, in the office. And it was going okay. Mm-hmm. And the annoying things like were predicted. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about some of the acting categories that mm-hmm. were sort of like preordained. Yes, it was and, very predictable yes. Oscars up until it wasn't. But Best Director and then Best Picture going to Bong Joon-ho and then Parasite were unexpected and exciting and we were we were thrilled and got on mic and like yelled a lot which but that was fun that felt good yeah so i was uh extraordinarily sick during our recording of the 2020 uh, March 2020 Oscars episode in part because I think I had some version of COVID yeah. at Sundance 2020. <laughs> sure. Though um, you never like none of the rest of us got sick and yeah. I was like in a recording studio with you for several weeks before and after that. Yeah, so, so I had something. Maybe just the Sundance flu. But yeah. uh, I, I think I that was a hell of a performance by me screaming about Bong Joon-ho's yeah. Oscar <laughs> As victory. the novel coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> oh Horse through my veins. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was a, it was a it was a cool Oscars. A couple of very memorable speeches. A couple of really good wins. Um, the box office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because at the time, I'm sure I was rending garments, and there are some things on this list that I don't care for. 
particularly Frozen 2, I deeply do not care for. Wow. Uh, I'm not a fan at all. Yeah. Is that because you're worried about it becoming the only thing that's ever on in your house? There's a little bit of that. But even at the time, before I was a father, I thought it was like the marvelification of Frozen. I was like, why is this such an ornate, weird action movie? did Andy like Frozen 2? Yeah, he he really did. And we had to have a whole thing. I I did not like it either. I saw it in Philadelphia Hmm. on Thanksgiving night. Nope. It's huge. When I was on vacation with like my entire family and several thousand kids under the age of eight this summer, uh, all they wanted to do was watch Frozen 2 and, and Encanto okay. um, and, and Moana. Uh, it wasn't great. The Lion King live action remake also you, happened You were this like, year. did you guys see The Irishman yet? <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't let me fire it up. Although there are some young boys who are right on the verge of getting into the MCU. And that actually is fun. They're only watching Spider-Man and his friends, which okay. is like, that's the starter kit soon. It'll be Iron Man 3 for those guys. <laughs> then you'll be able to hang out with them, Chris. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, Avengers Endgame became the yeah. most successful movie of all time mm-hmm. in 2019. I saw that with Chris. And I had to text him afterwards to ask why people started applauding when <laughs> Captain America grabbed the hammer. <laughs> it's the real last thing that happened. It's like, yo, why were those people cheering? So I saw this movie. I saw that movie with Mallory Rubin on the Disney lot at, a, at like the Marvel screening. Yeah. And it was an absolute, it was Lollapalooza in 1994. Yeah. It was, people were fucking swinging from the rafters in that building, man. <laughs> they were so fired up. And honestly, it was a, such a fun way to see it. You know, obviously, Marvel is, is not what it was. And for some, it never was anything. That's but. what Rise of Skywalker was like. I sat next to Kevin Smith. He <laughs> shouted, fuck yeah, JJ. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible uh. stuff. Uh, I don't know. What do you do? Sh- shall we vamp some more? Do we want to draft? I, you want to talk about these, how we tweak the category somewhat? I guess Netflix's role in the year is kind of important and, and reflects how we shaped this draft. We, we did make one change. I just completely removed the comedy category this time around because, as we did talk about during the show in 2019, comedies were kind of cooked at this mm-hmm. point. There were very, very few. We went out of our way to praise Longshot. We went to a great screening of Longshot in 2019. One of the most fun experiences of the year in a movie theater. Very, I thought Best of Men came out, right? At that did. screening, yes. I didn't get to We were also like, this movie will make $300 million. Who, who in America could not love this? And on paper, yeah. Seth Rogen, one of the comedy stars of the century, and Charlize Theron, who's one of the movie stars of the century, and no one gave a shit. Kind of amazing. Probably not a good idea to make a kind of like faux Hillary Clinton-style character your lead figure. In your I don't movie. think that that was what it was, though. I think it was too hard to explain what the movie was about. Okay. Because she was like, she's like the Secretary of State, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's going to become president, and then he's like, but you're not sticking to your principles. Right. But also, we're in love. I don't, but that's so Sorkin-y. I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like on paper, yeah. those movies crushed in the nineties. I don't. I, I didn't think it was that complicated. I was just like, I think people were like, I really don't want like politics in my comedy. That's and true. I, Maybe yeah. it's especially. I think they expect super bad, or you know, right. Pineapple right. Express too from Seth Rogen. So, right. um, so we re- we removed comedy. So these are the categories that we're going with this time around: drama, a mainstay; action, horror, thriller. A mainstay. How do you guys feel about that remaining in a little? I think that's fine. A, I'm a I'm, bow. I prepared for that. Okay. So if you change it now, I'll shriek. I, I promise you. you, I won't do that. Oscar shriek. nominee, of course. <laughs> You'll be shrieking regardless. I think we all know that. Blockbuster, one hundred million dollars or more at the box office, which means there are quite a few that are eligible because of the booming nature of the box office this year. Wild card, and then our sixth entry is streamer. This is a film that was funded by 
and or premiered on a streamer. Well, you but obviously there's some caveats of like it might have been out for like a week or two. They can open in theaters. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. They can have their qualifying runs, but that these are primarily the the the, the bailiwick of the streamer. Now, I don't know if we will ever do this category again. This may be the last time. I don't know if streamers will ever be this good at making movies again. Um, but I wrote down 25 movies that just qualify for this category, 15 of which I legit could draft and feel decent about. Five of which are among the best movies of the year. So, a little wrinkle yeah. for this draft. Mm-hmm. You, you ready for that one? I am. You ready for action horror thriller? I am. Okay. <laughs> are you ready to draft? I am. Bobby, are you ready to settle on a draft order? I am, indeed. You were trying to psych me out there with action what horror do you mean? thriller, but I'm ready. I would I'm never try ready. to psych you out. I have your back. You, it may not feel that way all the time, but I do. Dobbins. Amanda, you're selecting first. Oh, damn it. <laughs> There's a I couple. Feel like nobody wants the first pick anymore. Yeah, because this one, when there are so many options, it's like you don't want to have to be the one to. To choose Lego Movie 2 first overall. Yeah. yeah. I tell you what, I saw Lego Movie 2 uh, in theaters at a 9 a.m. screening. Chris is second. second. I'm third. That's not that's not ideal for me. Uh, I saw Lego Movie 2 and it was sick. Okay. Again, before I was a father. Yeah. I was a man alone in a movie theater surrounded by dozens How, of children. Yeah, well, so I was going to ask you, what age are you going to take Alice to those screenings? Well, you know, they do the ones at the El Capitan yeah. in Hollywood for Disney movies. Yeah. And they're just delightful. They have the pipe organ going. Sure. Oh, yeah. They That's do what the I'm little saying. pre-show. Yeah. Is that where they did Avatar yesterday? Because people so. were posting pictures of like an organist. Might have been at the Chinese across the street. Okay. But, um, you know, we've seen, Eileen and I have seen a handful of Pixar movies together there. And yeah, honestly, yeah. when she, she's like four years old. and she, Okay, so it's got to be four. I mean, that, there are probably parents listening to this right now who are like, who are you kidding, bro? It's going to be six. But yeah. hopefully it'll be four. Okay. Um, Alice is very focused. I wonder days. if Alice will just get straight into long form television. <laughs> no, Jala Horror. And just be like, I, I need to watch the English. Um, <laughs> so... There's a, you know, the cinephile, the, the, the movie trivia game. Yeah. Yeah. We played that for a charity yes. a couple of years ago. So Corey Everett, who created that game. He, we also played it that New Year's Eve in 2019. Oh, did we? I, yes. Jesus Christ. Oh, I let's mean, run I'm, it back. Let's yeah. run it back this year. We can, okay. but it's like, let's get Allison what Knox is in the, the mix. point of like, you know, spending significant moments in our, like, my life with you as a friend and you remember none of it, like literally none of it. Uh, this is an, uh, this has been happening more and more, yeah. not just to you, just so you know. Okay. Um, my brain is leaking. I've seen too many films. You do. Yeah. Uh, I think that might be it. Yeah, it's definitely an issue. Uh, I was just going to say that the creator of Cinephile, Corey, yeah. he wrote, uh, he's written a series of children's books that are oh, primarily film focused. I okay. just received them today. They're board books. Oh, that's really cute. French New Wave, film noir, and they're for children? Italian giallo. And they're for children. And they're just picture books that have, like, identifying themes or factors, like, you know, that happen in all of these movies. And on the one hand... it's like, here is a middle-class woman. She is also a prostitute. (laughs) (laughs) Not so far off, (laughs) candidly. Um, But they're really... I mean, as board books go, and we are deeply familiar with board Mm -hmm. books now, Amanda, um, they're really cool. And they're, like, pretty cool Christmas presents or holiday gifts or what have you, so... Just, just that's a that's an that's idle plug. Sweet. Yeah, that's a nice that's a nice thing. Um, okay, so Chris has the second, second pick. pick, and Amanda has the first pick, and I have the third pick. You you seem stricken. <sighs> I I think there are two things to do, and I don't I just don't know who I want to be. You okay. know. Okay. Yourself or the winner here? You know. 
There's one movie that you should pick. Yep. Otherwise, you're a coward. No. Otherwise, you betrayed who you proclaim to be. Okay, who I proclaim to be or who... See, I mean, that's the thing. But there's another movie that I want, but you guys... Fine. Fuck it. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I'm going to take fucking Parasite in oh, Oscar nominee. That's not what I thought was going to happen. Betrayed, she just betrayed her entire gender. No, entire, it's extraordinary you, that you just did that. Especially the little part of her gender. Yeah. 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 Okay. And she will pay the oh, price for oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah, you're you gonna You're yeah. going to take it? Yeah. And you deserve it. Well, I didn't think that that was what you were talking about. I thought there was something else. If you want to take that one, that's fine. And you're an asshole. What um, category does Parasite an go Oscar, in? An Oscar nominee and, and winner because it won Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Um, Parasite was my best movie of the year in 2019. So I'm actually staying true to myself. That Like, what are you going to okay. say? All right. I'll tell Greta when I see her for the Barbie interview. You know what? I sat across Is from that- Amanda, Greta, and, and, and she betrayed you. It's she, on my She betrayed list. Flo. She be eating Cheetos. Saoirse. Yeah. Timothy. Bob Odenkirk. I, I love all the wonderful performers oh in that film. I love. Why are you such being such assholes? <laughs> I'm just also, don't here. take the movie. <laughs> okay, Parasite. That's great. I love Parasite. One of my favorite films. Do you like Parasite? Did you see that? Did I see Parasite? <laughs> yeah, I caught that one. I don't think we discussed it. Uh like socially. <laughs> we. Yeah, I was like, yeah, Parasite's really good. <laughs> you know, like, do you? How disappointed do you think listeners of the podcast would be if they saw the dumb shit conversations we had day to day? I think that they would be like, "Oh, this is so predictable that this is how they talk to each other." Mm-hmm. But also, like, "Oh, they actually like save all their good stuff for the podcast." That, do we? Except when we saw ambulance and we went like <laughs> crossed elbows, smashed each other's arms in, in midair during true. the screening. When he was like, "It's Cashmere, one hundred and two miles per hour back home." It was great. It's a good time. Uh, I am up. Yeah. I'll take Once Upon a Time in Hollywood right. and Oscar. That was the other one that I was thinking about taking. Until you betrayed your gender. <sighs> <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, it's good. Uh, <laughs> I, f- I feel like uh, some of my memories of this year are very tied up in this. I remember my wife Phoebe's joy at chatting with Quentin Tarantino about the soundtrack to this film and her... Uh, buoyancy when she came home from seeing it for the first time with you. That's right. I remember your buoyancy as you walked into Musso and Frank after watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for your birthday movie and sitting down and having a big old steak like a champ. Yeah, that was really nice. Um, Obviously, on my birthday. Incredible experience. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of awesome. It was like, the trailer was really good. The movie happened. It became a huge part of our lives. I think about it all the time. It's kind of cool to like drive around LA and the fucking lights and all that. and Fucking lights. And uh, yeah, I mean, in some ways, this was like the last great um, collective movie experience that I can remember in ter- terms of like how many people in my life it seemed to draw in. It's a very special film. Nothing ever lives up to our hopes and expectations. And this was one of the few, really the last five years where I was like, yeah. God, if he gets this right, I'm going to be the happiest person alive. And then I felt like he did. And it was just very exciting. <laughs> very exciting. I always draft his movies first. I know. He's pointed this out to me um, and, and tested whether or not I'm the, the super fan I claim to be. Okay. Yeah. But in this case, I had no choice. So you're up for yeah. two now. Congratulations. What are you going to do? What if I was just like Crawl and <laughs> Ford versus Ferrari? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I would salute you for the rest of the pod and I not drop my hand. I know you would. We're, maybe we should leave Ford versus Ferrari undrafted just for you, just for your honor, wow. Bob. 
No. CR over here is no. really just I'm gonna... fucking Iacocca is coming yeah. through. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny on yeah. Iacocca. Iacocca. Uh, hmm. Okay. Well, this is worst case scenario for me, right? Like those are those are one two on the board. Sure. Well, I don't understand why you were so why you were stricken with the first pick. Well, I was also thinking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm. That you were stuck yeah, that was my other one too. because also because I, I also really love that movie and I have the similar memories of seeing it and the Cinerama Dome and then we all went out to dinner and you're just like movies. I was very moved by it. I believe we we split some escargot that that evening. Yeah, God, I love escargot. Um, and I also knew that you both love it. And so Mm -hmm. taking it away from you would be like a little bit of joy for me, but Mm -hmm. I still think Parasite is one of the 10 best movies of the, of the decade. Agree. So I went with Parasite. Are you a big escargot guy? I don't think I've ever split a... I think it's rank and and disgusting. You're not an adventurous eater. That's not true. What? No, Mm, you aren't. Yeah. What is happening yeah. here? You're very like a Mennonite. You're like, I'm just going to sit <laughs> here with my steak yeah. and stare at it. No condiments, no sauces, no cilantro, Wait. no dill, uh, no broccoli. No I sh- can li- listen all the You just foods. named tons of stuff that has nothing to do with being an adventurous eater. <laughs> yeah. I, I am an adventurous eater, but there are things that I definitively do not like. Right. There's a difference. There's a lot of things. You don't eat milk anymore. I don't. You don't eat milk. You drink milk. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> uh, I, I think I if you have to for, eat it, it's gone bad. That's, that's, I, uh, that's I walked by him the other day <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the sort of common area of our office, and he was eating cereal dry. That is psychotic. That's what I do. I eat dry cereal. Yeah. yeah. That, right. That, that's like... And meanwhile, you're turning up your nose at escargot. But you know how people would be like, I, like I never would have guessed it. He was such a nice guy. It's like, they wouldn't say that about you. you like- <laughs> <laughs> they would be like, I walked by him, and he was eating Raisin Bran with no milk. <laughs> So I fucking knew he was going to do this. Do I this. have like serial killer vibes to you? We all do yeah, in our own yeah. ways, you know? I, I tell you what, before we did the rewatchables, The Matrix Live mm-hmm. um, at South by Southwest, probably three or four years ago, I remember I was sitting next to Jason Concepcion and he was looking at his notes and kind of preparing and he turned over to, to me and he was just like, how are you feeling? Like, do you have any jitters? And I was like, no, I'm fine. And he was like, oh, that's right. I forgot you're a serial, serial killer. <laughs> and I was like, is that a thing? Like, is that something that is said about me? And you've confirmed it. Um, so thanks for that. <laughs> I just don't like milk. I feel like it makes me feel sick. Yeah. I've said this before. Yeah. I feel like it's unnatural. You always have one of these justifications. You're just like, well, I just don't like how it tastes. Even though escargot tastes like butter and garlic. Yeah. It's fucking delicious. Okay. And it's, you get I can't believe I now have to have like my holidays spent with people in my mentions about how good escargot is. Like (laughs) this is, this whole podcast, what the fuck did I do? I don't know why I did this. Uh, I have to make some selections. Wait, so where did you put, uh, what did you pick anything? I haven't picked anything. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I need to pick something. Uh, I'm just gonna take my two favorite movies that are left on the board. Okay. Um, I'm gonna in in Oscar nominee. I'm gonna take The Irishman. Okay. Martin Scorsese's yeah. mega classic that I've watched four times, and then I've frankly have been thinking about watching again. Um, it is quite a commitment to watch it, especially when I need to rewatch films like Bardo uh, a second time. <laughs> I just can't believe I, it's something I did, but I did do it. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm only doing it the once. We're yeah. pre-recording this, I, just I, so you know. I don't blame you for that. <laughs> I was revisiting Bardo last night and not feeling great about it. But Netflix, this is what they do. Yeah. They empower great cinema voices, sometimes less great, but perceived as great. Martin Scorsese, of course, one of the greatest, maybe the greatest ever. This is kind of like his capstone on his gangster mythology slash team mythology demythologization um it's a a beautiful and fascinating deeply sad film uh about regret and misspent life and 
never really having any friends. And I will say it resonates deeply as I sit here and draft with okay. you guys, you it's know, beautiful. And as I, you both stab me in the heart and in the back at the same time. Okay. Um, and then in drama, I'm taking uncut gems. Yes. Good. Congratulations. This, is, this yeah. movie uh, makes me feel alive. It is sort of the emotional inverse of The Irishman. And I'm just so, so excited that the Safties and Adam Sandler are reuniting to make something else because it's very rare that something fresh feeling happens. This is another one that felt like you're like, did you know that, like, can you believe Kevin Garnett and Adam Sandler are going to be in a movie from The Good Time Guys? And it's and it's be about gambling on sports. And we were just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I remember hearing about this movie very early on when they were getting started. And having gotten to know Josh and Benny a little bit after um, their previous film. And when they started explaining it to me, I was like, is this a prank? Right. Or like, is this like an Ringer original video that Chris has been working on? Like, <laughs> right. it's so fake seeming. And yet they managed to pull it off. And not only pull it off, but like, it's a movie that very quickly, I think, got into the consciousness of people who care about movies. I think movies it's still and, made and the really most referenced, quoted kind of movie among our a meme cohort. legend yeah. right this is how i win and you know all that stuff but it's just a it's just an ass kicker of a movie it's just totally electric and i love it so happy also, to have it watching this movie one row ahead of sean chris and bill all in one theater that was just so, kind of like our heads bobbing yeah back that and was forth. like a very yeah. intense yeah. experience I, I think i saw it in theaters four movie. times yeah um so i i, I love so it it's good. great uh okay so back to cr there's a lot of stuff on the board that i want there's so many good movies from this year. But I'm going to do a little bit of category work here and take the one that I want from, from a category that I don't think has a lot this okay. year. And that's... So I'm going to do Midsommar in okay. uh, action horror thriller. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Fuck me up, Flo. Uh, we saw yeah. this film together. Yep. I felt like when, when you finished seeing it, not that this is sort of uh, opinion neutral, but that you were in like a little bit of a daze. Yeah. I think, I think the... I was going to say the first half of this movie fucked me up, but that that would only tell half the story. That mm -hmm. the second half of the movie fucked me up too, and that I actually like this. I wouldn't say far more than Hereditary, but more than Hereditary, mm -hmm. and I think is one of the most disturbing movies probably that we've I've seen since we started like doing podcasting together, and is just an absolutely like mesmerizing fucking horror movie. Even if if you want to call it a horror movie, I don't know if you do. Um, I think it's reasonable. I, I'm sure I made this point when we talked about it when it was released, but no horror movies take place in the sunlight. This yep. is one of the only horror movies. There are parts of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but very few horror movies are brightly lit. This is one of the most brightly lit movies in recent times. Um, Ari Aster has a new movie coming out next year called Bo is Afraid. Mm -hmm. Previously known as Disappointment Boulevard. Right. Starring, starring Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix. Phoenix. Who's on the poster? Is that like young Joaquin? I don't know. I assume yeah. so. Okay. It's got his name right on top of that poster. But uh, let's just say I'm eagerly awaiting this film. I once upon a time read parts of the script of Bo is Afraid when they leaked online. Mm. I regret doing that now because that's the film. Uh, <laughs> but man, Ari is just, he's great. It's a great pick. Thank you. Back to me. Yeah. You got two. All right. In streamer, I'm going to take a film called Marriage Story, uh, which is Noah Baumbach's deeply personal film about divorce and pretty much his. Uh, it absolutely wrecked me and Sean as children of divorce. CODs. CODs. Um, One of our better episodes ever. Today. Yeah. I, this, this is, this movie is amazing. And peak Bombback and specific to all of the, you know, 
overeducated, hyperverbal, location-specific worlds that, that are part of what I love about Baumbach and then also kind of his like most emotional and uh, open and heart-rending film. Amazing Adam Driver performance uh, that should have won an Oscar, but whatever. And I, I think I put it in my top three Baumbachs. Mm-hmm. Up there with Francis Ha and Kicking and Screaming. So I, I can't remember, but it, it definitely is now. Anyway, so that's Marriage Story and Streamer. And then I think I have to be strategic here. Mm. So in action horror thriller, I am putting my money where my mouth is and taking Triple Frontier so that neither of you can take that from me. That's okay. Okay. That's yeah. great. Yeah. No, that's a good move. I mean, I um, obviously am like a little bit heartbroken. Sure. Right. Which is why I was had to do it. hoping to catch it in Streamer. Sure. But that movie, in some ways, exists in, as a as a greater work of art in my mind than it does in reality. Well, at some point, we have to commit to this podcast and to ourselves. Yes, and the rest of the world did not, but we all did <laughs> on Triple Frontier, which is still one of the most hilarious, invigorating, ridiculous pieces of Netflix cinema. I have that no I've seen. issue with this. You loved yeah. it at the time. Yeah. So I loved it. it. Yeah, yeah. That's, we all loved it. It's, it's the right. Bit. Chris and I shared a Twix. That's right. Yeah, the Metallica One was blaring. There was two. Yeah, there's two, two pieces. There's two. You know how Twix just works? a normal. How was it like you? fucking? Lady and the Tramp. We yeah. like gave each other. Like, now that is a disturbing image. <laughs> so you two going toe to toe, nose to nose on a twist. Give us a big play to escort. Go. Yeah. You never know what might happen. Exactly. You guys are just disgusting. <laughs> I, I just I can't believe the way you talk about food. It's vile. It really it, makes me. There's Ill. two Twixes in a Twix package. Yeah. Uh-huh. We each of us got one. You wouldn't do that. I this think is starting actually, to sound like a sponsored segment. Frankly. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> right Twix, left Twix. I, anyway. w- I would welcome some Twix is yeah. one thing I will say out loud. But you wouldn't share a Twix. No, of course not. You've had meals with me. I would never share dessert. I've never had a meal with you. You're always eating your food and I eat my food. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> what are you talking about? Yes. You don't. All right. I wanted to ask Chris a question. Okay. So you've always been committed to vests. But do you think like your next level vestness was influenced in any way by the fashions of Triple Frontier? <sighs> it's a great question. I think in general... Um, the special forces have had a lot to do with how sure. I dress. Yeah. Uh, especially well. special forces at rest. Sure. Guys wearing, I, I've even started experimenting with putting my glasses on a, a necklace. I haven't seen that, but and I'd love to see I that. I was thinking about like breaking that out when it gets like warmer in LA okay. and just walking around, maybe just sunglasses on on a necklace. Right. Um, you know, a, a lot of compartments in my vest just in case. Listen, it's good to be prepared. <laughs> okay. Um, and I would I would support that for you. Yeah, Triple Frontier was a great time. Had by all. CR, you're up. Oh, my pick. Um, okay, so I got my Oscar nominee. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll take Avengers Endgame and Blockbuster just because it was like a really <laughs> fun collective experience. <laughs> so lame. <laughs> Don't fucking shake your head at me. So lame. Why? Because you didn't even like it that much. I did too. It was a good movie. <laughs> you did. So mad. This is just a bad beat for me. This whole draft. This is a bad yeah. beat. Bad this beat was, for you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You got the, the Irishman pick. and Uncut Gems. Yeah. Who cares? It's no fun now. You know what? What do you mean? It's oh my no God. fun. It's Why no are fun you being such an only it's, child? It's just We're the only this children. This is how I felt about Survivor last yeah. night where I was like, we've come, we've done this too much. Oh, you think I'm too good at it? You think I'm too good at drafting? I haven't won a draft. It's all about draft order. It is only about draft I could have painted a beautiful picture of three. Do you want to start again? I will even. And you go at one and I'll go at three. Let's do it. I'll put put Endgame back on the board. Yeah. (laughs) 
You would like to start again and change the draft order? Well, just do everything. Yeah, and you can go first and we can start over right yeah, now. You want to go, go first? fast. I don't care. You can go first. I'm ready at any pick at any picking order. This is the most like online FIFA restart the fucking match shit I've ever heard on a podcast. Well, first he this tried to insane. say that I wasn't being authentic and then he was yeah. like, now actually it's just like Let's the rules of this game is Let's broken. Let's do it. Go ahead. Let's play. Chris Let's play Iron again. Man 3 Ryan over there. Come on. What's not authentic about Endgame? <laughs> uh, no, I don't want to restart. I don't, I don't <laughs> well, want to restart. Well, no one likes your attitude right now, you know? <laughs> well, it's your fault. <laughs> Could have could have been could have been a better day. I didn't pick Avengers Endgame. Could have been a better day. Okay. Is this really happening? I can't tell. Are you really mad that I picked Avengers Endgame? I like this movie. <laughs> we really believe you. Yeah, but it's like I have to pick something out of Blockbuster. There's a couple of things in Blockbuster that I have in other categories that I can go for. Okay. I'm very being very authentic to myself in terms of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Midsommar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like I you got it. I'm, I have sour grapes. It is okay. what it is. Well, now it's not fun for anyone. Well, it's it's over though, but it's over. How is it over? You win every draft. That, well, that's not true. Dude, when's who the last time the last you lost? Draft? Why? Who cares? What was the last draft? I don't remember. Did you, you really woke draft? up today and you were like, I'm going to win the draft? <laughs> and I didn't. Like, that I, was what was I, animating I, you? I, I didn't. Like, what's going on? No, I didn't. But I did want to get certain movies. I mean, you enter... Sure. Are you worried about like the viability of drafting? Here's the thing. Okay. I have done so many episodes of this show where I'm, with Amanda where I'm like, here's what's really fun about this Marvel movie. And Amanda is just like, no, <laughs> it stinks. No. And I, you know, I've obviously turned on Marvel a little bit in recent years, uh-huh. but this was a, an authentically great movie going experience for me. I loved this movie. So I was like, I'd, I'd like to get Endgame. You're making now, maybe really I should have made a mistake. No, but I'm, it was my mistake. <laughs> I should have taken it in the first two picks that I had. You got your fucking Uncut Gems and Irishman are like you core. Yeah, but you, well, you you might have taken either of those movies. It's, there's just too many movies to choose from. And, that's, I, got, and I picked third. That's, that's a good thing. That's the, what it boils uh, down to. The last movie draft was 1997 and Amanda won it and frankly, a landslide. Yeah. Yeah. Because I picked 56% a movie called of the vote. Titanic. The best James Cameron movie of all time. <laughs> At least you're being gracious. And then you what? sang the Men in Black like, theme song I, four different times, yeah, which was great. Yeah, but it's, it's a great theme song. I just... What wh- was the draft order last time? I think I was third. Yeah. See, because great things can happen yeah, it from can, any Any part of the board. Slot, yeah, you just have to have the right attitude. As long as you believe. I just don't know. Where, where do we lost, lose you and how can we bring you back? I thought back? you were having fun. This is one of our favorite years together. Um, I was. It was. And it was it's been tarnished. <laughs> and I took... <laughs> I stole your favorite movie, <laughs> Avengers Endgame. <laughs> well, I've located a good bit now that I need to hold on to. So. What? You getting really weird and silent? <laughs> getting sad. Yeah, get me getting sad on the pod, which I don't think I've ever done before. <laughs> but I think I'm going to lean into this a little bit more now. <laughs> I just want to be a kid again, you know. Yeah. And you've taken that okay, from me, you know. Sure. It's like you okay, s- stole my you. Twix. That's how it feels. It's your fucking you, turn because you wouldn't share it. That's probably true. That's probably the issue yeah. is that I won't share. Uh, okay, I have two picks. Yeah, we're not restarting the draft. I'm not 14 years old. Although you may not always feel that way. Um, in Blockbuster, I'm taking Knives Out. Okay, uh, which is getting a sequel. That is coming out, I believe, on this day that this wow. episode is coming okay. out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery. First Knives Out, kind of uncomplicatedly dug. 
and it. thought it was a lot of fun. And I thought the second one was a lot of fun too. And uh, it's nice to have a new modern franchise that doesn't feel bound by most of the franchise bullshit. Love mystery thriller whodunits. Love Ryan Johnson movies. Kind of a no-brainer. Do you think that Knives Out doing the the double dip sequel deal with Netflix mm-hmm. and this sort of like Knives Out sort of out in 50 theaters or whatever and now it's on Netflix a month later is a story is a metaphor for what happened to the movie industry in the in the intervening years between 2019 and now. He's already sad. Stop setting him up for this. No, I, I mean it of course it is. Of course it is. I it, I mean it is. I know. You know, I I I, 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 <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? Can you podcasting? just bring him back just to slightly happier yeah, pastors? I, mean, I think it's impossible to blame Ryan Johnson and Ron Bergman, his no, his producer never. for taking that amount of money that was offered to them. Like yeah. anyone would do that, and I'm sure it basically changed their lives forever and they get to make the movies they want to make and all that is great. But yeah, I mean and that movie is going to do fucking gangbusters on Netflix, Glass Onion. It's yeah. going to it's going to end up being the most watched movie probably in the history of their service because it's a lot of fun, it's easy to watch, it's perfect over the holidays, sequel to a movie that everybody loves, but it's also self-contained, got big stars in it, easy to promote. A million reasons why it made sense for Netflix to do that too. Uh, but yeah, it's fucking depressing. It's really why fucking depressing. Why are you yelling at us? You've got knives out. I'm not yelling. I'm talking about the death of the thing that I care about the most <laughs> that isn't my family. Do you want- do you want to trade something? No, no, no. That's you, not. You okay. have a second pick here. Let's let's let's. I know, let's but this is what's sad. Pick the mood up. What's, what's? I think if I had gotten Endgame and Knives Out and lost, I would have been fine with that. I would have been like, I love my slate. It's 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 platinum across the board. <laughs> I would have been able to pick something weird and wild card and felt good about that. What would you and do now? I can't. If I was doing what you were doing, <laughs> now. I'd be doing the same thing you both are doing, which is being rude about <laughs> it. Okay. If I just started getting like really upset at Amanda about Triple Frontier, and I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Did I say I don't want to do this anymore? No. But that's the vibe you're giving off. I just think I got to I gotta rethink the drafts a little bit. Why? Because you're not getting everything that you want? No, no. I've won <laughs> enough. It's That's not the point. It's more just like... We're running out of years. We got we to gotta come up with some cool stuff, right? What do you want to do? What, what What's your idea? I'm having a great time. I want you to p- take another pick. Yeah, you got Parasite, though. So. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> of course you're having a great time. Um, I guess I'm going to look at action horror thriller here. Some some nice films. Yeah, for sure. Some quality material. You're a big Ma guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Was this a good horror year? It was, it was okay. It was okay, right? Yeah. Because there were a couple of big ones, a couple of noisy ones, yeah, but like it and shit. But yeah. like you know, it was almost like a weird blockbuster horror year rather than like you and me getting real real disturbed by shit. I feel like now that this draft has played out the way that it has, the movie that I forced Amanda to watch from 2022 has to be like really fucking depraved. Like really vile. Like the sadness. Should I make her watch that? Well, you can't make her watch Speak No Evil. I don't think that, I already that, know I don't know that the podcast could you, come back from that. You, We talked about that over yeah. Thanksgiving. You, you acted it out for me. I did. Remember when I explained it uh, at Eileen's birthday party? Is that when that was? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Thanksgiving. Yeah, that was, that was yeah. wholesome. <laughs> Our friends Anna and Clay were like, wait, what? <laughs> that was funny. Uh, what if I just took Murder Mystery in the Adam Sandler, Jennifer Aniston movie? Just had the Sandman core. Whatever I it honestly, takes to make you happy. Had yeah. a nice time. Yeah. At Murder Mystery. Yeah. They're making a second. I know. Yeah. Two murder, two mystery. I mean, 
they filmed that on location on the Mediterranean. So once again, I'm available. Oh, that's right. That's why you like it. Yeah, yeah, of course. I yeah. Also, it's a murder mystery, which I enjoy. Hmm. I'm taking Ford versus Ferrari in action horror. Thriller. Wow. Fuck. Okay. Yes. There we go. Like, I, like what took you yes. so long Damn to it. get your juice back? Look at Chris pretending to be mad. No, I'm not. <laughs> I fucking just watched Bernthal be like, he spent every last of his lira chasing perfection. <laughs> and now he's broke. Was he doing Baltimore Iacocca? I don't know. <laughs> Enzo. Old man Enzo. So when we uh, when that movie was coming out, I went to the Fox lot to sit with James Mangold, and I sat in his office for two hours and spoke to the man. Um, you heard about an hour of that conversation on the podcast. More, he's so much more revived now. Um, well, Ford versus Ferrari rips, and there's no two ways about it. Yeah. Uh, obviously, this is a it's a Wags Hall of Famer, but uh, I saw it. <laughs> it was the opening night, uh, or the o- sort of opening patron screening at the Telluride Film Festival, and so there's a pa- the patron screening is all of the people who give money to that festival and all of the media convene on the first day, the first afternoon. They introduce the slate of films that they're showing, and then there's a surprise movie that has not been teased. It's usually not even a movie that has been promoted as being part of the festival. And Ford versus Ferrari was the film, and this was my first Telluride. And man, I was like, this is, is this going to be the greatest movie festival of all time? Like, am I going to... And it, and it was the film festival that featured Uncut Gems, among many other movies that I loved. Waves, another movie that I loved that year. Uh... But this this is like a bone rattler. I love a bone. I love a really loud, intense sports movie, and that's what this is. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a, it's a keeper. Ford versus Ferrari. There you go. You're getting your mojo back, back? a little. You're yeah, back. Okay. I could like you could sense you're okay. taking something away from Chris. You got to talk about Telluride. I just when he when he you caught know? the hammer, I was like that that to me that is cinema. You know, yeah. like, I really no, did no. like that. Yeah, I was I, very I, excited. I that's so did a lot of people. Yeah. And, and I understood the significance once Chris explained it to me. <laughs> I just wanted to be able to render sort that of. appreciation. It's because you're not allowed to hold a hammer unless you're Thor, but then Captain America was well, like, it's not worthy. even not allowed. No one else is really even capable. No one's right. been deemed worthy. Very but few people have Captain been deemed America worthy. Captain America is worthy. Did you see Thor Love and Thunder? No, I didn't. Um, Natalie Portman also wields the hammer. Oh, okay. In that film, or a, a hammer. Good. Yeah. Oh, you didn't see Thor Love and Thunder? No, because I was on break, and then I think... It came on Disney Plus, but you know the ship had passed. Or yeah, sailed there is or actually a, a ship in that movie, so oh, it's a very okay. apt yeah. phrase. Uh, it's not a very good film. Well, that was the other thing. I did listen to the Big Picture podcast episode about it, yeah. and I thought we were polite, but it's not a very good yeah. Film. You were polite. I mean, it was amusing to me to just track your like Marvel meltdown like in real time over the course of the year. That's true. Uh, that was the one where I was like, we got big problems. Yeah, they can't. Taika Waititi can't do this right. We right. got we got big problems, and. uh Someone pointed out to me yesterday, uh, Wakanda Forever kind of stalling out at the box office now a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not, maybe not even reaching Did where, it make where we thought. like 700 million? Though? 700 million, but that originally was projected like 850, and now they're kind of pulling back on that. And it's like, oh, okay. This is in a little bit of a. It's everybody's getting rich and it's fine, and the Disney yeah, Corporation's yeah, yeah, gonna be yeah, fine, yeah. but it's a little bit of a perilous state where it's like the exhaustion has, has set in. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Okay, Sean, top three movie snacks of all time, go. Um, all right, let me think. Uh, popcorn? Obviously. Hmm. Ice cream? That's two. Oh, and uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, of course. Peanut butter and chocolate is a pretty perfect combination. Some may even say the ultimate movie snack. You can't argue with that. Find Reese's now at a store near you.
This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Spring is such a refreshing time of year. Flowers are blooming and you're getting your house in order. But now is also a good time to take a second look at your wireless plan because you might be overpaying. Right now, Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash bigpick. That's mintmobile.com slash bigpick. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month for first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This episode is brought to you by Sonic. Let me tell you a little secret. If you want to end the day on an even better note, get yourself a sweet frozen treat from Sonic. Especially since right now at Sonic, you can get half-price shakes after 7 p.m. when you order online or in the app. That's creamy soft serve hand-mixed with your favorite flavors for half the price in any size and flavor. So save on your chocolate shake today, your strawberry shake tomorrow, and your cheesecake shake the next day. Grab Sonic half-price shakes after 7 p.m. now. Exclusions apply. Available for a limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. All right, so Chris, you have another pick. All right, so I got my blockbuster, I got my horror, I got my Oscar... I got to do streamer, drama, and wild card. And for streamer, well. Two biggies for us on the board, I feel like. There's a bunch of good movies. What are you going to do? I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm going to be true to what I said after, at the end of 2019, when we were doing our best movies of the year podcast. And I think I'm going to pick the laundromat for streamer. I had a feeling this is what you would do. I still think this movie's a masterpiece. I still think it might be the best last, like not last best, but like among the the great Meryl Streep performances, along with this and People Will Talk or Let Them All Talk, sorry. Um, the two Soderbergh movies that she made are just really amazing. And Laundromat um, winds up being like more and more re- relevant every year. Yeah. You know, just fucking ask SBF about the Laundromat. Why was, why were we on a bit of an island with this one, do you think? I think... It was not super well seen for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Was it? At, I think it was at Venice it and was just Venice. was like never really in the awards conversation. And then I, with the the anecdotes in the movie, like with the sort of short stories. It had a kind of episodic yeah. quality to it. Yeah, um, I think people didn't like that. Right. I think people resisted the sort of the knowing talking to camera. Hey, this is all, you know, it mm-hmm. was a little self-referential, which we all like and other people don't. I think people didn't love the the some of the aspects of the Meryl Streep character, which you know, fair enough. Um, in terms of like her reveal and who she's playing, spoilers, I guess or not. Um, but we all really liked it. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, great Gary Oldman performance. And I then see. it's it's him, him and Antonio Banderas, yeah. right, doing like the the chai. That's very yeah. So I'll go. I'll go. Uh, laundromat and streamer. Has this film been released in physical media? Probably not. This is also. I'm so glad you asked me, since I have all that information available. One of one of two of Stevie Sodes' films this year. Yes, we may yeah. come back to that. Um, I've been getting extraordinary feedback on the Blu-ray episode. I'm so glad. I feel like I've entered a new portal of existence. I get. I think that probably Blu-ray guys are are among the highest usage reply guys. I want to say to them, I see you. Yeah. I believe in you. I'm proud of you. Uh-huh. And, you, and they I lift stand you up. with you. They lift yeah. you up. I stand with yeah. you as you stand with me. 
in the surge to bankrupt our families to acquire more plastic. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and and for, and, for, steal. and for Timothy Simons, yeah. I mean, I, he has entered the strat. Incredible things are happening for him right now right. because of this episode. And I, I hope he hears me say this. And if he doesn't, I will tell him privately. But he, he, is, he is now a great man. I he wasn't he was. before he yeah. went on the podcast, though. Well, that's the sort of power we have. Okay. Um, okay. If you treat me with dignity, and if you don't, big problems. I see there's uh, no laundromat on Blu-ray, okay. unfortunately. So, <laughs> good pick, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Amanda, you're up. Uh, in Blockbuster, <laughs> I'm going to take a film called Little Women, mm-hmm. and I can't believe neither of you this was one bluff. of this. Yeah. I can't believe it. you should have called my bluff. Come on, yeah, be I, men. I just got bored. Yeah. Okay. Well, at, at Little Women, that's on you. Or uh, calling Amanda's bluff. No, it's like trying to win. Okay. This is <laughs> you suck. One of and the, this and this in this attitude, I'm not a fan of it. Okay. Um, I'm taking Little Women. Okay. Which is one of my favorite films of this year. Uh, directed by Greta Gerwig, adapted by Greta Gerwig, starring Saoirse Ronan, Timothy Chalamet, Florence Pugh. I was thinking about Florence Pugh's Amy speech just the other day for, like, no reason other than it's really great. And the way that what Greta Gerwig finds in a very familiar and, and frankly, like, antiquated story in terms of relevance to the current day and what it means to be a woman and to have sisters and to be an artist and to make money. And it's just bright and fresh and invigorating and amazing performances and just cool. And again, just like that Greta Gerwig exists is so uh, exciting to me because it's like my brain, but much smarter and better and like knowing more things and able to do things. And it's just, I, I love Greta. So Little Women and Blockbuster. Also, Little Women qualifies for Blockbuster, which is fucking awesome. That is a that was, yeah. world. That was really great. Yeah. So it'll never happen again. Yeah, right? it'll never happen again, but that's great. Uh, and then drama, I will take Portrait of a Lady on Fire, one of my other favorite movies of 2019. <laughs> what? What are you laughing? I'm at? not laughing at anything as yeah. much as like you. You're like you're like at a blackjack table at 3:30 in the morning, yeah, and you're like, like, I'm going to pay my whole mortgage off tonight. I ju- yeah, <laughs> I, like it's just I'm I'm going crazy. And once again, this is my fifth pick. Uh huh. You guys had the opportunity, but I guess you don't respond to you know beauty and heartbreak. And world centered uh, around women, so that's fine. <laughs> it's it's here. It just, is for me. Just recently, the laundromat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> recently voted number thirty on the site. It's, uh, it's this is unfair, but I loved this movie. Is and... it was it too low on that list? Oh my god! <laughs> Coming up next. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so that's my drama. Coming up next was Portrait of a Lady on Fire. <laughs> <laughs> Are we sure that isn't the pod we should be making? I feel like the pod, the greeny pod, yeah. the yeah. greeny cinema it's pod, all teases. But it's it's like all like high art films though. Yeah. yeah. Nope. Better than Get Out. Coming up next. Coming up next is Claire Denis actually doing her best work. <laughs> Stars at noon. Coming up next. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. You don't have a greeny tease, do you? No, I, I let you guys do this and then I laugh at it. <laughs> Velvet Buzzsaw, the film <laughs> Nightcrawler wishes it was? Maybe, coming up next. First, Subway Fresh Egg Hotline. <laughs> <laughs> Knives out, more like 10 toes down. Ryan Johnson in a big struggle phase. Coming up next. <laughs> um, boy, we really let it, we let it rip. We let it all hang out. I think I could have done really well on Sports Talk Radio. <laughs> 
Just like really, really, really overstated opinions about things that don't matter. I'm incredible at that. That's what you do every day. I know, but sports though? Yeah. You know what the problem would be? Guys on the phone with you. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? I love the callers. No. Can you imagine if somebody fucking called you? You were like, Shawnee, Steve Cohen's got to spend some money. I'm going to fucking end it right now. And you would just be like, now I'm sad. No, I would be like, now I'm sad. I would be like, come drive down to the studio and sit with me. Come sit in my lap. I'm sitting in my no, lap. You would get boy. fired because you'd be like, just end it then, fine. Yeah, you'd be like, what? you should definitely end it. I'm going to end it too. I want to quit my sports teams like every 13 days, so yeah. it would be hard for me to have that job. Are you back on the Knicks? No, I think that would make it easier for you to have that job. You're supposed to be outraged and want to quit every I, I, 13 I, I, days. I'm well suited to it because I'm raised by it. Um, I am back in on the Knicks because they've won five games in a row and Julius Randle decided it's 2020 again, and I don't really know what to make of that. Uh, but it's been exciting to watch. I really, truly hated Julius Randle for the last 12 months, and so now I've uh, had to cope with him being an excellent basketball player. Okay. It's very strange. Yeah. Very strange team. Um, but yeah, they're they're currently a playoff team, which is just amazing to me. Okay, it's December. It's fair point. I, I don't have a comeback. They're the Knicks, <laughs> yeah. so I won't be defending them. Um, am I up? or No, no it's Chris me, and I have to ask a, a question to the to the chairman of the board. Chairman chair people of the board. Oh, I thought you were going to say chairwoman of the board and the just chair, talk to me. The chair lady on fire of the board. How We haven't done a lot of genre manipulation recently. Mm-hmm. We've been very honest and we're like, you know, I know, but I think that at a certain point, things open up, you know? Okay. So let me ask you this. Were I to pick Jordan Peele's Us in drama, how would you all feel about that? It's 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 tough. It's 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 pretty genre. Okay. I I, I don't I don't feel that strongly about it because there is certainly a serious Dramatic family dynamic to it. To yeah, it yeah. and it also one of the great performances in the year from Lupita Nyong'o. It's spoiler alert. Two different. That's right. I don't well, think you can spoil us at this point. Well, I actually I wasn't really sure that I remembered the mythology correctly. Is she two different people or is she like a mirror? You know. Yeah, we all have our tether. We have a tether, but they, right. we are counting that as two beings. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, two different planes of existence. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Do you think Us is a drama? I. But I, what is Us? Is Us a horror movie? Well, yeah. Yes. I think it's a thriller. It's it's a it's a. Thr- I mean, he, the social okay. thriller is how he describes all Here's of his the movies, thing. right? I'm all good. I got Endgame. So what I'm going to do instead okay. is I'm going to take in Wild Card, legit the movie that I may have seen the most from this year, and that is Twenty One Bridges, and I'm Love being it. myself because good. this movie fucking rules. If you've never seen 21 Bridges, I can't recommend it more highly. Chadwick Boseman, my favorite Chadwick Boseman performance, plays the cop that they call in to hunt cop killers because there's been a huge police shooting and they shut down all the bridges in and out of Manhattan. Mm -hmm. And it stars Sienna Miller, who is going 101 miles per hour in the slow lane with her New York accent. (laughs) And it is a monument to performance. She's so great. In this movie. Where does she stand in the would throw my life away for her rankings? In between Edie Falco and Copland and <laughs> uh, Charlotte Rampling and The Verdict. <laughs> Charlotte Rampling still being number one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. That was really, that was <laughs> uh, CR squared. Couple of things. One, 21 Bridges absolutely smokes rock. It is <laughs> so good. <laughs> and it is like exactly what I want at 10.43 p.m. on a it's, Tuesday. It's great. Um, this I, guy's like, we got to shut down all the bridges. <laughs> and you're just like, yes! They do. Yes, they do. No one gets it's in a, and out of the city. 
It has the elevator pitch that the laundromat does not have. It's no, true. it doesn't. It's like, wow, well, the laundry's like, so there's a Caymans, but then it's just like, there's shell corporations. And also there's these short stories. It's like 21 Bridges, like, no. Jadwick Boseman is shutting the city down so, to find Taylor Kitsch. I went to CinemaCon uh, in 2019, which is the annual gathering of the uh, theater exhibitors and the film studios presenting their product in the forthcoming year. And STX was there, a company that's in a state of financial woe, it seems, these days. Mm. They are currently, speaking of old man Ferrari, holding on to Mike Mann's Ferrari movie. Very challenging thing. Um they presented a series of films that they had forthcoming. I think among them was like a My Bodyguard style movie with uh, Dave Bautista. Yeah. And uh, there were a couple of other That's movies. Good. And then the big finale was 21 Bridges. They brought out the late great Chadwick Boseman. And I believe the Russo brothers were there as well. And uh, they showed a preview of this film. And I was like... Uh, Charles Foster Kane in that clip from <laughs> Citizen Kane <laughs> clapping so hard. Like, well, why have we abandoned this kind of cinema? And I think that the three of them on stage were literally like, you guys remember when movies used to be fucking good? Yeah. Were we going to make good movies again? Do you remember when you would, we would cry at Denzel Washington clutching a gun racing through a Tony Scott movie? Yeah. We will take you back. Remember Inside Man? Yeah. 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 So uh, that's a great pick, Chris. Thanks. Is my turn? I think so. I have two picks. What do you have? So I'm missing Streamer and I'm missing Wildcard. Streamer's a no-brainer. It's High Flying Bird. Um, I prefer this film to The Laundromat of the two Soderbergh movies. They're both very, very good. Um, High Flying Bird, another movie, as with most Soderbergh movies, like extraordinarily prescient view of the way that professional sports works. It's, a, it's about an NBA shutdown. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, player personnel and uh, labor management in professional sports and the idea of like potential spin-off leagues and the uh, just the concept of the NIL is pretty resonant in this movie. Did High Flying Bird invent live golf? Uh, it's There's sports washing for sure as a sub-theme in the movie. Uh, amazing Andre Holland performance in this movie. Just a very cool film shot on an iPhone. Looks like a billion dollars shot on an iPhone. Only Soderbergh can do this. Obviously, he's one of our one of the greats of this podcast, but very, very good movie. Also feels like a movie that maybe Netflix wouldn't make anymore. Soderbergh has since moved his streaming output to HBO. I wonder how much longer that will be the case, right. given the circumstances. Because he's got a, uh, a series coming out soon. Um, and, and Magic Mike 3. And Magic Mike 3. In theaters. Yeah, in theaters. But they canceled the Magic Mike reality show, mm. Finding Magic Mike. How did your audition for that show? <laughs> <laughs> I'm why it got canceled. <laughs> 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 Much like picking Avengers Endgame, they felt like I wasn't playing fair. Uh, <laughs> like, goddamn. You're like Swayze in the Washboard Chippendale sketch. Washboard abs? Yeah. <laughs> we can't. So I've got, I've got wild card left and uh, quite a few contenders. I will give you $1,000 right now. Like, I will go to the ATM and <laughs> give you $1,000 if you pick Richard Jewell. <laughs> <laughs> And then you talk about it for 10 minutes uninterrupted about how Clint is God. And this is all about, he predicted fake news. I'm going to pull up my 2019 rankings on Letterboxd and see where I had Richard Jewell. Okay, great. So you guys just sit tight. You, have, you can talk amongst each other. Do you have a Blu-ray of Richard Jewell? Uh, I do. Do we okay. not talk about Richard Jewell enough? <laughs> I honestly thought Richard Jewell, like, and I don't mean this as a as a compliment of the film, but I watched it and I was like, oh God, that's going to win every single Oscar. Yeah. Like, it's going to be American Sniper Part 2. And it wasn't. And I think that's for the best. Probably. Yeah. 
I'm having trouble locating right <laughs> okay, right. in my top 100. No, here it is. Number 31. Okay. Right in the Portrait of a Lady Zone. Uh, where was Portrait of a Lady <laughs> on seen, No, I mean... Have you seen yes, Portrait yes, of a Lady on Fire? Yes, yes, yeah. Portrait of a yeah, Lady on Fire absolutely. was 13 for me that year. Yeah. But that's, that's really a testament to that what was an amazing year it was. the 13th movie of the year, and it's the 30th best film of all time. You know what? That's just me. <laughs> that's just me, though. What can I say? Yeah. Um, I should probably check this list to make sure I'm picking the right films. No, I don't I don't think that that's the way we should do this. I don't think it should be like you didn't say this when you were walking out of the movie theater so you're not allowed to have it. I mean, there's only one film for me in Wildcard. There's only one film that really speaks to me. And uh, it reminds me a lot of time spent with you and time spent with you. And I'm talking, of course, about The Lighthouse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, my life is a mass psychosis of the same conversation over and over again with somebody who openly despises me. And uh, I, <laughs> and frankly, <laughs> it, it's very powerful. And, <laughs> and I feel seen by Robert Eggers, uh, as do all podcast hosts, I believe. And it's just an, a truly amazing movie that is exactly my sense of humor and very few other people's. Yeah. But uh, this movie was like weirdly a hit. It was like an independent cinema hit. Now, part of it is because Robert Pattinson is one of the stars of this movie and sure. he has a great following. But I think this movie made like $30 million at the U.S. box office. That's which is Baffling. bonkers yeah. when is you consider m- more than what Northman did. Uh, it's probably a little less, but probably also played in significantly fewer screens um, than the Northman. Uh, Should we do a Northman revisit pod? Uh, <laughs> I never saw. It. I now I'm now no. underrating it for, yeah. on the year for sure. Because when after I saw it, I was like, it's time for me to join the NFL. Um, <laughs> The Lighthouse, a quick story about The Lighthouse. I moderated a conversation between Eggers, Pattinson, and Willem Dafoe. And they were super nice. And I've, I've talked to Robert many times. But uh, Willem Dafoe, like, could not give less of a fuck about who I was or, like, who I am or anything. Like, you know when you're having a conversation? And he wasn't rude. He was just like, you know when you're the only person asking a question in a conversation? Yeah. But it's, like, 35 minutes long. Like, we're <laughs> waiting for the film to end to go on stage. And at a certain point, I was like, is it better to just walk away? Yeah. I know what you mean. And obviously, I'm not a very cool guy. Not a very fun I mean, there's, it's but, hard with him because he's like, I've literally been cool since 1984 yeah. when I was the coolest person in New York City. And now I'm like the grandfather of all independent art house cinema and still in Spider-Man movies. And when he hit the stage at the talk, he was lights out. Yeah. He was he was. But he wasn't like, smartest, tell me about nicest, yourself, Sean. I'd love, to, I'd love to chat. No, and nor should he. But yeah. even Robert Pattinson was like, tell me about yourself. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Yeah, that's Robert Pattinson. And Willem Dafoe was like, "You die slowly, clown." <laughs> Nevertheless, what I'm choosing I, the lighthouse. What can I do for you today? <laughs> <laughs> I feel fine. I feel great. I got okay. the lighthouse. <laughs> yeah, the light has definitely come back to your eyes. What? Um, for a second there, I was like, "This might be the last time we podcast together." I thought you died uh, because I took Avengers Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> Upon reflection, an amazing bit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was a bit. <laughs> I, I, I really like this movie, and I really wish someone would buy us the light. Sure, yeah. We didn't know that it was eight feet tall. And <laughs> there's sounds, now nowhere yeah. to put it. It weighs yeah. like 4,000 pounds. Like, yeah. where did you, anybody you can't buy put it, that in a building? But did someone I, acquire it? I'm sure some museum got it. Like if we just put it in the corner there. I was going to say, let's put it in the ADU, baby. No, how there's not off, enough Yeah, how often do you use the treadmill? Then I got to sacrifice some of the plastic. I don't know. You know, the, the, the treadmill is not getting a lot of I, use That's what days. I'm saying. Let's no, put it right there. My body is How destroyed. am I supposed to find if someone bought this? Like, I, I searched the light from the lighthouse and it's just a bunch of hymns. What? <laughs> <laughs> hymns? Like, 
Yeah, like, like songs. Like H Y M. Oh, I thought you not, meant it was like, like yeah, yeah, Eggers like, is him. Like Jim, yeah. Jim, Jim, Jim is yeah. him. Jim is him. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, it was Unone, according to A24's website. Unone. Un-one. What does that That's mean? How they describe it. it did not sell. I need those people to call us, and I need them to ship that joint right into the and it w- of this room. It was for the food. It was being sold to benefit the food bank for New York City. So. But what sale price? Wasn't there like a ninety thousand dollars sale price on it, and then somebody backed out? I'm not really sure. I would definitely the, pay north of thirty seven dollars for it right now. I thought you were going to say thirty seven thousand. No, I don't. I actually floated how many thousands could we give to this charity to my wife, and she was like, "You're not buying a lighthouse, so <laughs> shut the fuck up." What, what about all that Patreon money that you've been yeah. stacking up? It's a good point. The JMO fund? The Don't slush fund? Okay. All right. Chris has a pick. I have a pick. How much money is in the JMO slush fund right now? Um, well, we get a lot of donations through crypto, so that's like variable. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? Like, that's right. If Binance, it's a complicated year. If when people hear this, Binance is still solvent, uh-huh. consider JMO liquid. Do you? So we've recorded, I think, 374 <laughs> episodes at this point, um, but of they're only JMO. available at... Okay. at peak critical tier at triple frontier tier and you get okay. them sent to you on blu-ray yeah um <laughs> when do you think we should go wide with the show who should be our first guest <laughs> 374 episodes no but no it's guests. just been me and sean reading news okay yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> let's pull up twitter right now see what's okay. trending so you guys remember a few weeks ago i sent you a photo of the quote free speech zone outside the yeah. rose bowl mm-hmm. which was like yeah. you know like four and little like, barriers kind of. well i just <laughs> the other day i went back because i run around the rose bowl the free speech zone has been disassembled oh my god so outlook not good for jmo live events bari weiss and matt yeah, you're right but <laughs> a couple of notable items here on twitter uh that are trending right now that are potential subjects for us i see the last jedi is trending always a okay, good sign great. yeah it's always exciting <laughs> is john is john boehner tw- trending because he cried uh, uh I'm, praising i'm not, I'm not Nancy seeing that Pelosi. i am seeing todd mcshay he is trending the at the moment um uh, i'm seeing sauce gardner my huh. hero starting cornerback for the new york jets maybe okay. he had terrible injury or not, not see don't please how fucking dare you <laughs> not see well let's take a look what other what other national news do we have to look at you know what's a really bad one is when when you're not watching a game and then you notice that Achilles is trending. Mm. That's always just like bad, better not yeah. be my guy. Currently uh, checking in at 123,000 tweets is DeSantis. Okay. <laughs> Great. Question mark or just DeSantis? <laughs> no, okay. No, more than the 49,000 tweets. The phrase $499, which is the price that Trump is trying to sell that new NFT of himself. Okay. See, this is what the people could have. If they would shell out and 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 you would stop taking parasite in, in drafts, <laughs> uh, your your pick, Chris. Okay, do you have any more left? Yeah, I have a wild card. <sighs> I don't hold your punches. Do it. Okay, I'm gonna take the souvenir. Fuck you. Okay, you I'm ruined sorry. my perfect game. You ruined my perfect game. Thank but you. Go ahead, speak on Chris's it. Chris's revenge game. What a beautiful movie. Can we just share that it's, together? It is a beautiful movie. And and Hog announcing herself into the world as a serious. Like heavyweight filmmaker, yeah. And Tilda is incredible in this. And I just remember Phoebe, my wife, watched this multiple times over the course of the year. I think I missed it the first time she saw it, and then we watched it. I was just like so blown away by it. Um, and I was just glad somebody took it. And yeah. I, I was going to leave it to you, maybe. But I just was like, everything else that I would have picked would have been a real bit pick. Yeah. So okay, or a movie that I was like, in reality, I'd rather not have drafted this. Right. Well. This I'm, is fantastic. 
It's fine. You deserve it. I have a backup. No, she doesn't. It's it's fine. Stop colluding. I'm a grown up and I have other backups, including films that I was passionate about, and I can keep podcasting. Unlike you say you're a grown up? Yeah. Believe it or not. Highly debatable. Yeah. So since I don't get the souvenir, which I obviously was gonna take. And you also lost 21 bridges too, so this is gonna be tough for you. <laughs> I got triple frontier. That's true. Uh, I am, you know, a, a card carrying member of the Joanna Hogg Hive. Um, I think I'll take American Factory. Yeah, good which one. also would have been eligible for streamer, but was one of my favorite movies of the year. It's a documentary directed by Stephen Bognar and Julia Reichert, um, the wonderful documentary documentarian who passed away recently. And it is a story about. An American factory has said in the title that is bought by a Chinese company and and reopened by a Chinese company. And it becomes a story about America and China and labor and capitalism and the and all of the people and the lives kind of stuck in the middle of all that. And it's extraordinary. It's a if you have not seen it, I couldn't recommend it more. It won the best documentary feature in 2019, just like a slam dunk. So um I feel good about that. Even though I was gonna do the souvenir. This I can speak with passion about this as well. Good. Great movie. This was, I think, number 11 on my okay. top 100 of 2019. Great. I think Damn it was in my film. top five. So, Brag, why don't you? Yeah. Uh, is that because it was associated with Higher Ground, your favorite production company? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I like Brock and Michelle. <laughs> uh, sure. They were wonderful. Uh, is that it? Are we done? Did we wrap? so. Yeah. Okay. Let's recap. We left some... Some jams. Oh, yeah. There's a long honorable mention. We'll recap first. In drama. No, let's do each person. Why don't you read what you got, Chris? Okay. Uh, in drama, I got the souvenir. In streamer, I got the laundromat. In Oscar nominee, I got Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. In action horror thriller, I took Midsommar. In blockbuster, I took a film that I love, Avengers colon Endgame. And then in wildcard, I took 21 Bridges. Amanda, what did you get? That was pretty good, Chris. In drama, I took Portrait of a Lady on Fire. In streamer, I took Marriage Story. An Oscar nominee, I took Oscar winner, Parasite. In action horror thriller, I took Triple Fucking Frontier. In blockbuster, I took Little Women. And in wildcard, I took American Factory. I like that you said Little Women the same way you said Triple yeah, Frontier. Yeah, damn straight. Little fucking women. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in drama, I took Uncut Gems. In streamer, I took High Flying Bird. In Oscar nominee, I got The Irishman. That's a Martin Scorsese movie. In action horror thriller, I got Ford versus Ferrari. In blockbuster, I got Knives Out. And in wildcard, I got The Lighthouse. I think we did right by the wildcard category in this round. We each took a couple of idiosyncratic, less obvious choices. Okay. So, what do we leave out there for the people? A lot of stuff. So, we didn't take Booksmart. No yeah. Booksmart. I wonder if there's a... A don't worry, darling penalty. I'm like, a, what's the opposite of recency bias? Like recent. Well, I guess it is recency bias in the opposite direction. Correct. Yeah. Uh, I, I do think that that's true. Um, I mean, a couple of films that I seriously thought about taking Ad Astra. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to. So had I the the couple of dramas that I were thinking about, t- was thinking about taking. I was thinking about Ad Astra. I was thinking about the souvenir. And then I was for the just for content. I was thinking about Joker. Okay. Remember when you and I saw Joker together and then the only other person in the theater was a woman with her dog in a stroller? Yes. Yeah. Um, I liked Joker. I'm extremely excited about the second Joker film. Pas de deux or whatever. Folia deux. Fa fo- fo- deux. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, great, great French from both of you. <laughs> I, I kind of speak French. 
Uh, <laughs> language of dance. You guys are just experts. Portrait really of Sean for- and Chris on fire yeah, right here. Looking forward to your content. Um, I didn't even list Joker here. I never would have taken it, but I, I, did, Why? I did like it. Um, I don't know. Let's see where it showed up on my list. Mm, 32. Okay. Right after Richard Jewell. Okay. <laughs> which would be an incredible double feature. <laughs> What if we opened a movie theater with the express purpose of it being the least successful movie theater of all time and we did things like did Joker Richard Jewell double features? I think the JMO Odeon first. Yeah, the JMO Odeon, which will only screen the works of Clint Eastwood and films approved by Ben Shapiro. <laughs> Post 95 <laughs> Clint Eastwood. Uh Us didn't get drafted. Yeah. I liked it I a tried. Lot. I liked it a lot. It is now, though, firmly in my third favorite Jordan Peele movie. So maybe that's also a recency issue. You know, a movie I really would have liked to have had is Under the Silver Lake. Yeah, so that is that 18 or 19? I think it's 19. I think its official release was 19. I could be wrong about that. Um, Just really like that movie. Yeah. uh, I think it says a lot about what it's like to be online and what it's like to think you're going to date Riley Keough and then you're not going to because she's not real. Um. Doctor Sleep. I liked that film quite a bit. Yeah. Rosie the Hat. Rose the Hat. I was close. That was pretty good. Yeah. When Rebecca Ferguson wore athleisure and sucked out the soul of a child, I felt that. (laughs) 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 Uh, What else? Waves. One of my favorites. Her Smell. Alex Ross Perry's Her Smell. Another one of my favorites from that year. Uh, The Farewell. Mm -hmm. The Farewell. Yeah. Hustlers. Mm Mm-hmm. Justice for Jennifer Lopez. She's fine. She's doing fine. She's doing fine, but she really wanted that Golden Globe. She do, didn't get it. Do you feel like you need to win an award for anything? Like, in your do life? I? Do you Like, if you die... No. 60 years from now. Yeah. And you don't have a single piece of hardware on your shelf. Fine. You're, you're cool with that. Yeah. And you? Yeah, I'm all right with it. But? But what? I'm asking you, but. But you want, like, do you think I should get the Irving Fallberg Award? <laughs> like, what do you think I should get? Like... <laughs> A, a Webby? Like, what, what, are, what are we talking about? <laughs> Which of those would you prefer? An Irving Thalberg Award. Okay. Do they still give that? Don't they? They gave Cecil B. DeMille, Cecil B. DeMille right? Gotta say, Max Minghella plays uh, Irving Thalberg in Babylon, and I was like, that's fucking money right yeah. there. They just nailed good. that. Great casting. Yeah. Um, Do you need to win an award? I'd like to. Yeah. yeah, sure. Okay. It's nice to be told you're good at something. Because no, nobody gives feedback anymore. The only feedback they get is like, you forgot to mention a movie on a podcast? Like, I know, I know, I know. You, I forgot Very to mention. close to see you with the movies there. Yeah. yeah. I've been trying to pull that back a little bit. You okay. did. Got yeah, yeah. Done it you guys did weeks. a new work, you know, a new character today. What did we do? The sports talk radio coming oh, yeah. soon guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. That's just like of the same family, but slightly different. And then Sean did an imitation of Brad Pitt and Ad Astro when he didn't get Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> like, Dad? Uh, Are you there, Dad? Doesn't Quentin Tarantino think Crawl is like the best film of the century? Uh, I don't think he said that specifically. I know he was a big fan of the movie that year. Alexander Aja's alligator Crawl. movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was sick. I saw it alone on a Saturday morning. Uh, that was like that was true. Do you know before, what the premise of Crawl is? A kid. No, it's a hurricane in Florida, and a giant gator gets loose in a house. Oh yeah, I did know about this. Kaya yeah. Sc- Scolderio. Yeah. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's extremely good. Do you know what you're supposed to do when you interact with the alligator? Like when you're on the on when you're being chased by one. No. You got to run and zigzag because it can't turn. Well, if it, but if you're swimming, 
Sure. I, that's tough. In the house with the water, I don't know what to tell you. But what you want to do is you want to get outside and then run in a zigzag because they're they're slow to turn. What you, would you think of that gator in Babylon? It was good. Oh, God damn it. Amanda. Yeah. Jesus Christ. No, I Step liked, it up. I liked other parts of that scene more. Okay. Yeah. That's, I mean, there's... That's, that's quite, a, quite a scene. The core... The core aspect of that scene is lights out hilarious yeah. and amazing yeah. uh, and A+. Plus. Uh, Do you know that alligators can run 20 to 30 miles per hour? Yeah, land speed, but they turn slowly. They turn slow. Yeah. So that's why you got to run in zigzags. This is like the old wives knowledge that you're given in the South. You got to do cutbacks. Yeah, you know, swamps. Barry Sanders style. Yeah. <laughs> Find the hole. She's trying to out imagine here, Amanda just giving a little shimmy shake to, to an alligator. Out here trying to save a life in a, in a swamp adjacent area. Should we do a Swamp Movies pod? Okay. How many Swamp Movies are there? Swamp Thing. Okay. Okay. Where the Crawdads Sing. <laughs> Where the Crawdads Sing. That's more of a Marsh movie, but sure. I think sure. that we, if, if we could do Swamp and Marsh adjacent, uh-huh. so like uh, Heaven's Prisoners, yep. it's kind of yep. near. Wild Things. Yeah. Wild Things is a Swamp movie for sure. Uh, what else? Eve's Bayou, of course. Uh-huh. Sure. That's a great one. Um, What's the Kate Blanchett one where she's psychic? Oh, The Gift? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely one. Uh, what else? That was pretty good. I mean, off the top of our head, we got seven Swamp movies. Fucking killing it. Um, What else did we leave off? Two movies. So neither of you drafted Six Underground. Yeah, I know. So I thought about it. Do you still have the beanie? No, I don't. You don't? That's that's a lot. But I still have the memory in my uh, mind that Melanie Laurent is in that movie. Okay. And it's important. Yeah. Can I list all of the movies I wrote down for streamer that were not selected? Yeah, but there's one. Okay, sure. Yes. Is there one you want to shout out? You do streamer first. Okay. Uh, the Report, the other Scott Z. Burns right. film, along with The Laundromat that he directed starring Adam Driver, which I think because it was on Amazon Prime, it's almost as if it never happened. Isn't Annette Benning Diane Feinstein she in that is. movie? She's pretty good. Um, right. There was like two days where everyone was like, Annette Benning is finally going to win an Oscar for playing Diane Feinstein in The Report. And respectfully, no, that didn't, that didn't, happen. That didn't happen. Dolomite is my name. Pretty good Oh, yeah, movie. that was good. Uh, El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie which was oh, kind of yeah. sort of funded by Netflix, or at least released by Netflix. Yeah. Rolling Thunder Review, Martin Scorsese's amazing Bob Dylan movie. Sick movie. Which is back in my mind because James Austin Johnson, the guy who is, you know, like the lead impressionist on Saturday Night Live right now, recently appeared on The Tonight Show and gave like one of the most incredible impressions of four different phases of Bob Dylan's career. I don't know if any of you saw this, but he, one of his four impressions, it was sort of like the early 1960s Dylan Greenwich Village um, talk singing and then there was the lay lady lay kind of like country singing and then he did an impression of Rolling Thunder Review era Dylan and it was the most specific and perfect impression I've ever heard where he'd be like he was like screaming and unintelligible singing where he's like ah, no 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 ah, no no it was really really good uh, is this I, your last pot of the year? And, <laughs> no, I have so many more to go. I just have so much to what, express. What can we do? Like, how, what, can, what can we do? You could have let me draft Avengers Endgame. I did. Everything could have been did. so different. I did. I could have been here talking about Thanos, which is where I belong. <laughs> and instead, you got this version of me. Um, I are love you, that are movie. Are you still reading streamer movies? Yeah, okay. Velvet Buzzsaw. Yeah, that was a good yeah. one. Deadwood the movie, which was on the streamer known as HBO. Mm-hmm. Nascent, HBO Max. Uh, Late Night. Yeah. The two popes. Oh, yeah. The two popes. Yeah, the two popes. Wine Country. Yeah. Oh yeah. Between Two Ferns the movie. Yeah. Guava Island. What's that? That's the Donald Glover Rihanna oh, movie. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Stuber, which was a Dave Bautista Uber comedy. Wounds, which was an Amazon Prime horror movie starring Army Hammer. 
murder mystery we mentioned. Brittany runs a marathon, oh, yeah. a oh, yeah. huge like acquisition out of, Amazon, out of a Sundance for Amazon. And of course, Brie Larson's legendary unicorn store. <laughs> is it uh, Captain Marvel this year? Sure is. Yes. That was Which movie. is not good. I fell asleep at the Vista watching that. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> so, like, just Captain Marvel, which made a lot of money, but everyone was like, this is, this, this is not good, yeah. uh, is just getting a sequel called yeah. The Marvels. Mm-hmm. You going to see it? Are you going to make me? That's not how this works, and I would appreciate it if you would stop <laughs> framing it as such. Like, I don't, like, hold your hand while you wear... I know, it's rude. ...like, gloves. Yeah. Why am I wearing gloves? It's a big uh, plot point in The English with Emily Blunt. I haven't seen that series. Have you been enjoying that? It's it's completely wonderful. Hugh Blick. Mm -hmm. I love Hugh Blick. That's exciting. Hugo, sorry. Yeah. Maybe I don't love him as much as I think I do. (laughs) Would you like my thoughts on the Marvels, John? Um, do you, you think she, you she has to? You made fun of my thoughts on MCU movies We'll see earlier, if you're on the spot next year. You know, you never right. know. Yeah. <laughs> Before I get kicked off, I would be remiss if I didn't point out that 2019 was also the year of 1917, which also gave us the Roger Deakins uh, Hall of Fame. That's right. Yeah. Where it all started in a lot yeah. of ways. I think actually that episode was a very similar, Energy I really this. have to pee, but I'm feeling insane <laughs> end of the year vibe. Yeah. Was it not? Bobby, Amanda was it like a December pee. recording? Yeah. yeah. It was, I think, that it technically released in 2020. I think it was January oh, okay. of 2020. Because okay. yeah. I was going to make a joke that that was my favorite film of 2019, but mm. I went back and looked and it, it, yeah. I believe it was after the year turned. Yeah. Anything else you want to cite? Ready or Not, I liked a lot. That was good. Yeah. That Samara was good. Weaving, I think. Samara Weaving, that's the movie that got the Radio Silence guys the Scream gig. Mm-hmm. And then honestly saw the Scream, I wanted to talk to you about the Scream teaser. I was like, Scream in New York? I'm fucking in. I'm so, I don't Oh, I, sick, really? That's there aren't bad screams. Yeah. What's that? There are no bad Scream movies. No bad Scream movies. Yeah, I agree. I uh, I will watch Scream movies until I die. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about that. That's coming really soon. I think it's in March. What? Yeah. It's coming out very soon. Great. Um, One more 2019 movie that happened, yeah. Yeah. not that we necessarily would have drafted, mm-hmm. yesterday. Oh, yeah. Oh, Still, I, like, I one of the great... I did, too. And I was so excited about it. And then it just... One of the great failures. Can I, I shout I, out two, mo- two movies that yeah, I love from this year? Yeah, of course. Last Black Man in San Francisco. Oh, great, a great, great one. one. Jonathan Tremendous Majors. Jonathan Majors coming onto the scene. Mm-hmm. And Hail Satan, which was Penny Lane's documentary. My queen, Penny Lane. Yeah. Because of that movie, she went on to direct the Kenny G documentary in our Music Box series because we loved that so much. Oh, yeah. Um, we didn't say the words Jojo Rabbit. And, and I shan't. Uh, <laughs> I say them to myself in the, in the mirror every night. It's like Candyman like, for you. Yeah, <laughs> incantation. <laughs> so you could conjure Taika as Hitler to guide you through your day? I saw a lot of really bad movies this year, including Last Christmas. Did you? Last Christmas, you walked, I out, walked out. Oh, right? that's Amelia yeah. Clark, right? Did you walk out before the reveal? The, uh, I did. It do was, you know what the reveal is? Uh, do we have to revisit this? She has. Well, honestly... What are we? Are we gonna have to go to podcast therapy? Like, I'm just trying to make content. No, I, did, I just, I just, I didn't. But I do. Like, do I want? Doesn't to, I she, just hated it. I don't. I don't Amelia know if I want to remember right? it. Yeah, it's Amelia Clark and Henry Golding. But he dies. Yeah. Well, yeah, spoiler alert. If you don't want last Christmas spoiled for you, he's been dead the whole time. Oh, right, right, he right, was right. the person who That's gave right. her the heart or the liver or Six whatever sets. transplant yeah. that she needed. Yeah. Yeah. I think it. It was one part like just hating it but one part just like I've been to too many movies this year and yeah. I gotta go that's like, basically yeah. the so plot for 21 grams did we go with Juliet we did yeah. and so Juliet and I stayed and had a lovely time at that absolutely see I still remember some movie. things yeah but not everything y- yeah you walked out I liked uh, Dark Waters the Todd oh, yeah. Haynes movie that came out this year I liked Pain and Glory a lot 
the Pedro Almodovar movie that came out this year. Um, did we mention Avengers Endgame? Has that come up? That's came up. That came yeah. up. Uh, the Dead Don't Die, the Jim Jarmusch movie. I talked to Jim Jarmusch in 2019, a, a personal highlight. That was a thrill. Um, Chris and I saw Always Be My Maybe. One of the great cameos of the oh, last yeah. five years. Oh, yeah. I saw that in Keanu. a movie theater? We went to Netflix. It was down wow. the street. Yeah, it used to be. It yeah, used to be just like, come how, on down. How come Ali Wong is not in movies? You guys care about Ali Wong? I like Ali Wong. I liked that movie. Yeah, it's weird that she never, because she became such a stand-up superstar. I feel like there was a spot for her. I guess not. Um, Motherless Brooklyn? This, that was so, speaking of Robert Caro. Really enjoyed the Edward Norton yes. promotional the power broker trail on that. <laughs> Yeah, we, I had spent some time with him. Yeah. He seemed not thrilled to be speaking with me. That was my, <laughs> Do you think my vibe. Power ranking of guys being psyched to talk to you. Number one, Edward Norton, and number two, Willem Dafoe. <laughs> I mean, two different energies. I'm gonna Edward Norton was like, I may smash your face in. If you Willem Dafoe was like, I gotta go. If you die, I'm starting to go fund me to get those two guys to speak at your funeral. <laughs> the, the, the tricky part there <laughs> is Sean was a, a man. <laughs> when I he'd probably give a great that? performance. Yeah. That, he Willem Dafoe would crush. Uh, Edward Norton was like my hero when I was uh, 17 years old. So that was, uh, was unfortunate. Uh, one of those Brooklyn's okay. Yeah. Why was he in a bad mood about you? I think he was just like, I've been on the on the grind. Right. I've been on the tour. And uh, I'm doing a lot of podcasts. Uh, the true number one was Paul Walter Hauser as Richard Jewell, who was the most psyched to talk to Sean. That was incredible. Oh my God, he was so good. He just did he all of a few good men. He was, yeah. he, he was an exceptional guest. And actually, he should come back. I didn't watch Blackbird. Have you watched Blackbird on mm-hmm. Apple TV Plus? He's awesome in it. Everybody says he's remarkable in that show. I kind of want to watch it over the break. Maybe I will. The show, you would get a lot of pleasure out of that, Sean. Okay. It's because it's like, I, I wonder, like, it's basically one of those things where you're just like, what if this criminal was the only person who could catch another criminal? And it's like, I, somehow I've, a lot of people have aged out of that premise or yeah, whatever. But not but me. Not you. And, and it's You're saying good. this is in the 21 Bridges zone? It's not as action-packed as that. Okay. Uh, and Chris, your favorite film that year was Mike Lee's Peter Liu, <laughs> which uh, I'm surprised didn't come up for you. I like that movie a lot. Uh, some great battle sequences in it. Anything else? Remember when we both went to see Maleficent, Mistress of Evil? Is that Angelina Jolie? It was worth it for the pod. It was. It, it, it is Angelina Jolie. Uh, I had not seen the original Maleficent, though. I'm familiar with Sleeping Beauty lore, so I was able to catch up pretty quickly. And then we had a spontaneous breakdown. Also this year, we watched Serenity and then had a breakdown. That was oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was really good. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, just Anne Hathaway can do no wrong even when she's in one of the worst movies ever right. made. Uh, did you know that, and this came up about an hour into our screening of Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, that that is a film about Trump's America? No, I didn't know that. No, check Should it I out. go check it out? Some trenchant. Do you commentary. remember when um they were making a bunch of uh Snow White movies? Remember like all like the yeah. Snow White action movies they were making? Like uh, the Snow White and the Huntsman? Yeah. And then Kristen Stewart was in them, and then Emily Blunt joined and Charlize Theron was like the wicked queen. Yeah. Yeah. And it was that Hemsworth? They made two. Was of he those? the Huntsman? Let's just talk about the cast of Snow. Oh, excuse me, the Huntsman colon Winter's War. Here are the people who appeared in that film. This is a 2016 movie directed by Cedric Nicholas Troyan, who apparently is a person. Chris Hemsworth is the star of this film. Also appearing in this film, Charlize Theron. Yeah. Also appearing, Emily Blunt. Yeah. Also appearing, Jessica Chastain. What? Oh, I yeah. forgot that she got added. Who yeah. is she? She plays Gretel. Sarah, Eric's wife. <laughs> <laughs> Eric's Eric? wife, who was thought to be dead by and through Freya's deceiving powers. Can you believe it? <laughs> Who's Eric? How did that happen? How, why is Kristen Stewart not in this movie? 
uh, isn't wasn't the scandal that yeah, she had an affair with, with the filming director? Her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So right. uh, Eric is Chris Hemsworth's character. He's the huntsman, I believe, okay. the titular huntsman. Who is Snow White? Uh, I'm not seeing her on the list okay. here. So uh, it's just we've spun off. I'm seeing Queen Ravina, S.W.E.U. The Snow White Extended Universe. Okay. S N E A U X. They Snow left a, White. a lot on the table with the Snow White verse. Me and Phoebe watched. Uh, oh, excuse me. It says Kristen Stewart appears as Snow White in this film. Uncredited semicolon archive footage. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. That is gangster because they had her under contract, but they were like, we don't even want you on set. That's very good. And then she made Happiest Season. Yeah, that was a good movie. I think we did it. Did we do it? This was deranged. Do you think that I'm actually upset? I don't know what's I going on. I do think with that you. you were upset when I picked Avengers. Yeah. For a variety and I'm of just reasons. Looking at, I'm looking at the spreadsheet, you know, and I'm looking at the schedule the next few days, and I'm just like, how can the healing begin? We're we're gonna be okay. Okay. I'm I have full faith in you. Okay. And it's seventy seven percent performance. Okay. But there is twenty three percent where no, you gotta be careful. Tell. You gotta be careful. I'm a hot rod. You know? <laughs> I'm like Ford versus Ferrari here. Yeah. Once you get me in the driver's lane, be careful. You're like okay. old man Ferrari. You spent all your lira chasing perfection. I can't believe we're going to get to do a Ferrari movie podcast about Michael Mann. I, I, it's, is it going to be six hours? I mean, how will it be the best podcast ever? Do you ever? think that we should build it out where we do Michael Mann Hall of Fame, Heat 2? Oh, yeah. I know. People have been Ferrari? asking about the Heat right. 2 pod. I yeah. I got, I got to find that book. Zach took it and read it, and now I don't know you where it is. You should, on the plane, do the audiobook. Yeah. For your, for your travel. Maybe you could, you could put oh, one, one earbud in your ear and one in Knox's. You'll be able to navigate Knox's with the audio. Yeah. Oh, I said this is a good idea. Okay. Knox can be like, Chris Chaharlis went where? <laughs> I hope that movie comes out next year because we could have a, a real feast of man. Okay. Um, thanks to you both. Amanda, you and I are not done this year. But CR, that's it for you. Yeah, will I not picture. be back until the, uh, until the auction? Um, I don't know. Maybe. Do you want to watch the Golden Globes? No. Okay. Thank well, you, though. Great. Yeah. Uh, then, yeah, perhaps... Late January. So mid, you guys are going, I, I listened to the pod with Zach, which I thought was delightful and entertaining, but you guys are yeah. going to treat the Golden Globes as like a real thing. I think so. I think. Yeah. I mean, Amanda said it when we talked about it. It's like, it is going to have some impact on the race, even though it's, you know, being put on by what had has historically been a deplorable organization. So I don't know. What's the mandate of the show? It's also uh, on a Tuesday and Tuesday is it's one of content. our podcast days. It's like, yeah. so. it's a good time to do <laughs> you it. Know? I know. So yeah. I mean, should we be like, is that like offensive? That I, I genuinely don't know. No, I was just wondering whether or not like, I, I honestly was like that for like three hours that seemed like, oh, the Golden Globe nominations. But then it's right. like, do you really think that like any, are people showing up? Like are, are the, like, the stars so. going to go? We, we discussed that. Like it, yeah. yeah, I think now they're giving Eddie Murphy the Cecil B. DeMille Awards. Oh, so. I thought that was at the Oscars. Yeah, okay. no. No. And yeah. then, you know, with Gerard hosting and Eddie receiving that prize, like the cynicism is way turned up, but it is what it is. It's award shows in Hollywood. They're all cynical. Hey, Wags, thanks so much for your work on today's episode. You're a great producer. Uh, Amanda, Chris, I love you both dearly, despite however weird I was on this podcast. <laughs> and I appreciate you both. You were a lot like Thanos, and I think that was appropriate. Yep. Um, well, pe- I feel like people don't understand the sacrifices that I've made to make these drafts what they are. And uh, today, that included you make a giving up page? on Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps that's all. Thanks to everyone who listened to the show, and really the drafts. The drafts obviously have become a huge part of this show. And uh, they were extraordinarily weird and stupid this year, but I'm very proud of them and I'm proud of having beaten you guys most of the time. See you soon on The Big Picture.
This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.